1: Today I've got uh, some, some things to share with you. I, I, the message today is, is interesting because I'm going to be sharing with you truly one of my very favorite topics. One of my favorite topics, it's, uh, it's one that's focused on by Grandpa uh, Shlomo, uh, as in <laughs> King Solomon. And, uh, and, but, but what I have for you today is something that I think has some real meat on it, but then as we get to the end, it just goes from kind of like college to graduate school in terms of what I want you to receive from it, because there is a lot of meat in this message today. Let the Lord bless you. We're going to start in the book of Proverbs, okay? I'm starting in Proverbs. That should tell you something right there. Uh, the book of Proverbs chapter 9, one of my favorite topics in the world. I think it is so pivotal. I think it is a seminal Key, very important topic. If you are a follower of Messiah, if you are a follower of God, if you really want to grow and 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 develop in your walk, if you want to become more like Yeshua, it is the fear of the Lord. Man, the fear of the Lord is so important. We're going to be talking about this some today and then some. But the fear of the Lord, or as we read in the Tree of Life version of the Bible, by the way. Uh, I have to pause for just a moment and a shout out. Uh, I know that uh, maybe about a month ago, I gave a message and I talked a lot about Rabbi Mark Greenberg uh, and his wife, Dania, who were the visionaries for the Tree of Life version of the Bible that's in every one of these pews. And uh, sure enough, this past week, Mark went on to be with the Lord, Rabbi Mark Greenberg. So uh, much love to the Greenberg family. And uh, and wow, you talk about a legacy Uh, No disrespect to any of us, but wow, the the Tree of Life version of the Bible, which is just fantastic, um, is is part of the legacy that the Lord used this family to help kind of uh, shepherd in with all the different scholars they used. Uh, And so, Baruch Hashem, we're going to see Rabbi Mark in heaven, young man, uh, who was a visionary along with his wife, of course, Dania, and their whole family. A real blessing, and so please keep their family in prayer. If you think about it, the Greenberg family. If you're reading your TLV, it would be a blessing. It's interesting, actually, on the rabbis forum. There's a rabbi kind of email list serve that they send. Anybody sends one email, go to all the rabbis in the movement in the IMCS, and uh, and just this week there's been some discussion about a particular. Sometimes we'll just talk theology on the forum and stuff, and uh, and just this week there was uh, one of the. Uh, rabbis was saying wow and, and they listed like eight versions of a particular scripture and they said boy the TLV has really nailed this one and, and it was interesting just this week uh, and, and, and it wasn't related but <clears throat> how interesting the Lord has really blessed us with a version of the scriptures that understands the Jewish context of the scriptures amen okay so in any case one of my favorite topics is the fear of the Lord Proverbs 9 verse 10 says the fear of of Adonai is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Wow, the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, what is the fear of the Lord? We're going to talk about that some today. I can tell you just one thing. It's not. It's not like uh, somebody's jumping out of a closet and scaring you. You're like, ah! Ah! You know, that's not the fear of the Lord, uh, and neither of the fear of the Lord is exactly like, you know, it's also not like you see a spider and you go, ah, I'm afraid of a spider. No, no, that's really not what the fear of the Lord is about. We're going to talk more about this today. Chapter 22, let's go to Proverbs chapter 22, and then we're going to dig, ooh, this is multi-layered. Ooh, I want you to enjoy yourself today and be blessed by this, and I, hopefully it helps you in your daily walk. That's what God's Word should do is teach us and help us in our daily walks. Somebody say amen. amen. Yes. Okay. So Proverbs 22 verse 4 says, The reward of humility and the fear of Adonai is riches, honor, and life. Wow. That's, that's a powerful scripture right there, friends. What's the point? We all need the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. And we get more of a clue as to exactly what that means even through this particular verse. The fear of the Lord is a humble acknowledgement that God knows more than you. (laughs) <laughs> now, that's a really simplified version of what the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is really, is deep more than that. But but the, at, at its root, there, there's a humility with the fear of the Lord. That's If you don't have humility, you will not have the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if you don't have humility, you can't have wisdom. Do you, do you see it? Because the, the Humility is uh, required for the fear of the Lord, and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Okay, so you have to have humility if you want wisdom in your life. So many people go around uh, quite the oppositely. This is why wisdom is obtained by the fear of of the Lord, because this acknowledgement, this humble acknowledgement that God knows more than you. And so, if you acknowledge, and if you have a humble and contrite spirit before God, and if you acknowledge that indeed God does know more than you, then it only makes sense, beloved, that you will gain more wisdom. Why? Because you will not think that you have all the answers, you think that He has all the answers, and you don't have the answers. So you will seek the answers from him. Hello, that's gaining wisdom. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Think about about that eight-year-old kid. I want to talk about this eight-year-old kid for just a minute. Knowing that eight-year-old kid, knowing and acknowledging that his parents know more than him, Will lead to wisdom and understanding. are you Are you comparing us, Rabbi Kevin, are you comparing us with an eight-year- old compared to to God the Father? No, I'm really not, because we're way lower than an eight-year- old compared to God, okay? <laughs> if God is our Father, we're like, you know, barely an infant. But still, illustratively, <laughs> friends, I, I want you to I want you to see the concept here that I think can, can really help us understand and grasp this whole principle a little bit more. It, that eight-year-old kid, if he really, if he gets, if he knows, the more he knows, the more he understands, the more his, he acknowledges that his parents know more than him will lead to greater wisdom and understanding for that eight-year-old. But it is oftentimes against the ego of the eight-year-old to do what his parents tell him to do. Why? Because he thinks he knows better. Some of you have had eight-year-olds. You know what I'm talking about, you know? Or maybe it's the three-year-olds, you know? Our kid's the age of three. Whoo, that was challenging, the age of three. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Or for that matter, maybe even though he may know, he just doesn't want to do what his parents tell him to do. Sometimes hey, y'all, and as much as we're looking and thinking in the context of that eight-year-old, hello, this is about us. This is about us and our heavenly Father. You know, so, sometimes we think we know better. We, th- we would never say, you know, Brandon, we would never say, well, I know better than God. Of course we wouldn't say that. You know, that, that would be unbelievable hubris, and we don't think about it in those terms. But it's just like, we just kind of think we know better, and we just do what we... And then there are other times where we know what the Bible says, but you know what? We just do what we want to do. We just do what we want to do. What? <laughs> That's really like the kid, right? But then, But then, any godly parent who loves their child is going to do what they have to do for that eight-year-old to learn that lesson. Right? If you really love your kid and you see your eight-year-old going awry and going astray and going down a wrong path, doing the wrong things, things that are not good for them, if you really love them, you're gonna do something. Something's gonna happen here, and, and you're gonna you're gonna try to help them. And There are three things oftentimes that you'll see from a godly parent that they will do when their eight-year-old kid gets a little bit out of line. One is they could forcibly stop the child from doing something that is dangerous to them. Sometimes that's what you have to do. You know, your kid is running around playing by a cliff you're not going to say, now, Jimmy, I told you. No, 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 no. You're going to go over there and you're going to yank, you're going <laughs> to gently pull the child. <laughs> you're you're going to and say, get over here. What? You're, you're going to forcibly stop them, right? And sometimes that's what you have to do. Now, sometimes this means disciplining a child for what they should not do. So they do something, and you go, oh boy, okay. Well, there's going to be some discipline. going to be some discipline for that. You shouldn't have done that. This all relates to God and us, y'all. And thirdly, sometimes (laughs) this means allowing their child to do what they want and to suffer the consequences of their choices in order to teach them. All three of these things are done out of love for their child, right? Any parent knows this, and if you've ever been the child of a parent, (laughs) you know this too, and it makes intuitive sense. Any loving parent is going to do this with their children. Numbers chapter 22. Number 22, we have bingo this weekend, I hear, for the children's ministry B-22, Numbers 22, number 22. Friends, our Heavenly Father is much the same way with us. He's much the same way with us, James, right? Back in the book of Numbers, we read during the old days, Israel was there, there was this prophet named Balaam. (laughs) Balaam. You remember Balaam? Ooh, boy, he was pretty hard-headed. Balaam was a prophet, and he was called and hired by a foreign king to come and curse Israel. He was called and hired by a foreign king to come and curse Israel. And so what did he do? Smart prophet he was. He said, sure, I'll, I'll do that. Oh, brother, no, 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 no. This is not what God wanted, not at all. And so he was on his way. He was riding his donkey on over, getting ready to curse Israel, just like he had been hired to do. When he was stopped in his tracks, his donkey stopped walking. And he, was, he couldn't get that donkey going again. Numbers 22, verse 31. Then Adonai opened Balaam's eyes and he saw the angel of Adonai standing in the road with his drawn sword in his hand. So he fell on his face. The angel of Adonai said to him, Why have you beaten your donkey these three times? Behold, I came as an adversary. Because your way before me is a reckless one. The donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If she had not turned away from me, by now I would have killed you indeed. But let her live. I love that (laughs) P.S. Balaam said to the angel of Adonai, I have sinned. For I did not know that you were standing in the road to oppose me. (laughs) Now, if this is displeasing your eyes, I will go back home. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Please let me go back home. At this point, remember, his face is to the ground. The guy's guys sucking dirt right now saying this stuff. (laughs) The donkey has note to just talk to him and say, Hey, what are you beating me up so much for? I'm, I'm trying to save your life here. The angel was waiting. So here, what happened? So here, God stopped Balaam from doing something out of God's will cold. He stopped Balaam cold, unequivocally. And Balaam freaked. As a side note, so would you. <laughs> if, if, if the animal you were riding on suddenly starts talking to you, <laughs> and you see an angel on the roadway with a fiery sword in his hand about to place a hurting on you, you'd freak too. Balaam changed his tune Really, really quickly. Guess what? Balaam was struck with the fear of the Lord. Numbers chapter twenty. Verse 12, even the great Moses made mistakes that required discipline from the Lord. Even the great Moses, wow. Numbers twenty twelve. but Adonai said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust in me so as to esteem me as holy in the eyes of Benai Yisrael, the children of Israel, therefore you will not bring this assembly into the land that I have given to them. So Moses was told, Moses and Aaron were told, "Mm, hey, listen, you disobeyed me. You didn't trust in me. Sorry, you're not going to be able to enter the promised land. Man, that's austere. But that's discipline. If you've ever been a parent or have been a child of a parent, (laughs) you know that sometimes you have to discipline. And sometimes it ain't fun. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it feels hard. Sometimes it feels austere. But you're doing it because you love them. You're teaching a lesson. Even Moses, even the great and mighty Moses had to keep in mind who the boss was. <laughs> Moses had so much figured out. And Moses discussed and talked with God. But at the end of the day, Moses was not the be all end all. He was not the end of the show. It was not about him. As great as he was, it was all about God. God must be followed, period. Right? You see? It's interesting because later on in Deuteronomy chapter three, Moses even pleads with God after the fact. You know, down the road he pleads with God, can I please get into the promised land? I mean, you know, you gotta understand, I I totally feel him. I would I would do the same thing. I mean, you know, I listen, I'd ask again, is there any chance that things have changed a little bit? You know, I don't know if your kids have ever done that. I know mine have. Uh, you're sure we can't have the ice cream? You know, not, I really wanted that ice cream. You can't have the ice cream. Okay, wait a longer. You're sure I can't? What if I clean up my room right now? You know, It's like, no, I told you you can't have the ice cream. And what happened? God said, no, Moses, no. Moses eventually concedes, of course. And the great leader learned a, a very valuable lesson have a follow-up of this story on the advanced Israel trip as a side note. What what does Moses hear and learn some? The fear of the Lord. This is part of the fear of the Lord too. When you're disciplined by God and if you receive the discipline from God, you are learning the fear of the Lord. Why? Because you are learning that at the end of the day, his pay grade is higher than yours. John or rather Luke chapter fifteen, Luke fifteen. And then sometimes, as I alluded to earlier, God allows us to make bait God allows us to make bad decisions and to eat the fruit thereof. To teach us the lesson. (laughs) Yeshua gives the story of the prodigal son, which is such a moving, moving, moving story of this young man who demands his inheritance early. Before the father has died, he demands his inheritance now. And he goes off into a life of debauchery and sin. Bad, bad, bad. But then something happens. Luke 15 verse 17. But when he came to his senses this was this the prodigal son, right? When he came to his senses, he said, "How many of my father's hired workers have food overflowing? But here I am dying of hunger. I'll get up and go to my father. And I'll say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your presence, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired workers. The young man certainly learned his lesson, didn't he? He certainly learned his lesson and came back with a humility and a respect for his father that he never had before. That's the fear of the Lord. <laughs> and we, we know how much, just like our own heavenly father, as a postscript, of course, you know the end of the story, the father said, come on, son. Kill the fatted calf. My, my son was lost, but now he's found. Come on in, buddy. Gave him a big hug. Restored him. That's how our Heavenly Father just loves us when we have the fear of the Lord, right? And when we acknowledge. All three of these scenarios carry something in common they taught the fear of the Lord. See, this is why when Proverbs says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, see, it makes sense if you place it into these stories and see it. You see it actually working, Viviana, right? Then it comes to light. Then you feel it. Then you understand this abstract principle and what it actually means. So follow me on this. Listen. Listen if we deeply have the fear of the Lord, it will motivate us to make wise decisions. Why? Hear me. Because I don't want to get into a scenario in life where I am so brazenly walking into a situation that God doesn't want for me to be in that he has stationed an angel with a flaming sword ready to take me out. I don't want that. I have a great fear of the Lord. So I will listen to him And seek to do what he tells me to do and that which is in his word. Listen, if we deeply have the fear of the Lord, it will motivate us, it will motivate us to make wise decisions. Why? Hear me. Because I want to make it to the promised land. Even here on this earth, I want to enter whatever promised land that God has for me. I have a great fear of the Lord, so I will listen to him and seek to do what he tells me to do, and that which is in his word. Listen. If we deeply have a fear of the Lord, it will motivate us to make wise decisions. Why? Hear me. Because I don't want to live a life of emptiness, when I could have lived a life of great joy if I had only done things in order and not demanded my inheritance early and had to suffer the consequences of this. See, I have a fear of the Lord, so I will listen to him and seek to do what he tells me to do, and that will which is in his word. Amen? Amen. Do you see how this works? The fear of the Lord, it's a very, very deep and profound principle. In each of these cases, in each of these cases, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The deeper you feel the Lord, the deeper you fear the Lord, the more likely it is that you're going to be following his instructions. And that is holy. It's a respect that God is holy and that he knows more than you do. (laughs) And he knows what's best for you better than you know what's best for you. And guess what, friends? Mm. We're... I'm starting to shadow toward the last part of this. God's instructions are there so that we could live life and live it and have it more abundantly. (laughs) These instructions are not in God's word to make our lives miserable. On the contrary, they are there to make our lives wonderful. This is a lot like a godly, earthly parent that loves their child so much. They love their child so much that they know what's best for their child, and they want to see their child blessed. So sometimes they strongly say no. Sometimes they pull out what my family gingerly referred to as the pow pow spoon <laughs> and let their children learn a painful lesson. And a wise child. As a side note, will learn not to test their parents' resolve. And that the wisest course of action is to be obedient. Like my kids did, (laughs) they want to avoid the pain of disobedience. And things go better. And things go better for them. Things in their lives go better for them. The fear of the Lord. That's the fear of the Lord. Wow. See, if if we understand this concept, y'all, about the fear of the Lord, this holy reverence for God, this humility before God, knowing that he's the boss, knowing that he controls things, knowing that you better there is, there is an angel that could be there with a flaming sword if you're, not, if, you're not, if you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, or at least you may get the, the ruach pow pow. <laughs> or even if you're allowed to do what you want to do contrary to his will, you're going to eat that. You're going to eat that for, for a lesson. And so what do you do? You learn, no, 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 I can't do this. No, no. This is... Why? Because the results of bucking God on these things is, is pain and no fun and bad things for me. And so out of my fear of the Lord, I ain't going to do them. Excellent. That's excellent. This is part of the importance of the fear of the Lord. But here's an important final twist and principle on this whole thing. And it's really beautiful and I hope it blesses you. Because yes, the fear of the Lord is a great motivator. (laughs) The fear of the Lord is indeed a great motivator. We humbly know that his pay grade is higher than ours. We know it can be painful when we do not obey him, fair enough. That's not bad, that's a good thing. That's healthy, Baruch Hashem. If we have that perspective, y'all, we're gonna be making better decisions, wiser decisions, decisions that bless us in our lives, amen? But allow me to give you one more level on this. One more level. Because often those who Really, really, really fear the Lord. Really, really, really know that God knows what's best for us. That's part of that humility and the fear of the Lord. You see that? They know that everything that their heavenly daddy does is meant for our good. It's meant for our good. This means even when we are disciplined, it's for our good because He knows better than we do. He knows best. And if we really, really, really get this deep into our spirits, wait for it, wait for it, then it will make us love our Heavenly Father so much more. So much more. It will make us love Him. Love Him. Love Him. Because we know that He is looking out for us. And that He knows what is best for us better than we know what is best for us. This is why 1 John 4 says, we love because He loved us first. And as we begin... As we begin to love Him that much, understanding the dynamic of everything, then we begin to obey Him, not so much because we fear Him, but because we love Him. Oh yes, Lord. We love God so much that we want to follow his instructions. We want to have him guide us on our path. We want for him to teach us what to do and what not to do and to teach us what we do not know. We are not seeking to boost our own ego. We are not looking to demand our own way. Why? Because we love him so much knowing that he only wants what is best for us and following him will lead to good things. Deuteronomy 11 in the Torah. Deuteronomy 11. Oh man, this is so amazing. The whole circle of it and, and the, the depth of it. Oh, it's profound, y'all. Whew. Deuteronomy 11, verse 1. What does it say in the Torah? Therefore, you are to love Adonai, your God, and keep his charge, his statutes, his ordinances, and his mitzvot, his commandments, at all times. Because you love him, you keep his commands. Because you love him so, you keep his commands. Wow. And what does Yeshua teach us? The book of Yohanan, the book of John, as we get ready to close. John chapter 14. What does Yeshua teach us? In John chapter 14, he tells us explicitly that this principle is true. And this principle is what we need to focus on here in terms of keeping his commandments and the motivation For it, the why. He tells us in John chapter 14, verse 15, he says this If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Yeah, if you love me, he says, you will keep my commandments. See, friends, if we love God, it will be our hearts to serve Him, to follow Him, to obey Him. We won't be doing things out of obligation or because it's the letter of the law or because we fear the consequences. We will keep His commands because we know how much He loves us, how good He is to give us these commands because He cares for us knowing that Messiah Yeshua made this completely and evidently and finally clear by sacrificing himself for us and that makes and that makes us love him so much that we want to follow his instructions wow that's a whole nother level isn't it So, beloved, as we grow deeper in our walks, the fear of the Lord should cultivate a love of the Lord. But at the end of the day, we should follow God's commands, period. Just like a growing child, the core motivation can be the fear of the Lord or the love of the Lord. The more we see the big picture, the more the motivation for following God's instructions will become the love of the Lord. But if necessary, it can be the fear of the Lord. Either way... We should be following God's commands. What's your motivation? The title of my message is Motivation. (laughs)
0: Let's
1: bow our heads. (laughs) Oh, Thank you, Lord. Mm. Wow, I love this. I love the topic of the fear of the Lord, and this to me, Lord, thank you for showing me and teaching me a whole other level of it. So, God, I want to ask this, uh, and for everybody who's here, everybody who's watching on the internet, if you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, if you've never dedicated your life to God, but you'd like to today, wherever you are, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do so. If you've never said yes to Yeshua, but you want to, if that's you and you've never said a prayer committing your life to God, but you want to today, lift up your hand and we'll pray together. You want to make that commitment to the lord to messiah who gave himself for you raise your hand and we'll pray together is there anyone maybe you're watching online and you've never said that prayer to receive messiah as your atonement repeat these words after me See, say dear god i humbly come before you i ask yeshua to come into my heart i believe he's risen again sitting at your right hand please forgive me of my sins god i'm sorry i'll live the rest of my days for you thank you lord if you said that prayer for the first time if you're watching online please send us an email we want to celebrate with you i'm so blessed and gratified uh just this last couple weeks i've gotten some emails from some. Jewish people who, uh, who've said that prayer for the first time, they emailed me about it. Baruch Hashem, God bless you, who are watching on the internet. God, bless, it's the best decision you ever made. The Lord loves you indeed. And God, for the rest of us, I pray, Lord, that we gain a greater fear of you, Lord. Not because we're like shaking in our boots and don't even want to be close to you. On the contrary, on the contrary, because we know that you you love us and know what's best for us. You know better than we do. So Lord, we humble ourselves before you. God, I humble myself before you, Lord. Teach me your ways. Let me never think that I got this stuff figured out, Lord. I need to depend upon you. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Teach me. Teach me, Abba, Father. Show me. And Lord, let us do things all the more as we mature in our walk because we love you. Lord, we love you. We know that you want what's best for us. Lord, even when you stop us cold, even when you discipline us, even when you let us kind of eat the fruit of of our own decisions, it's out of your love for us, Lord. And and even when things sometimes seem hard, seem difficult seem painful even when I get that pow pow oh God Lord I know it's because you love me I know that's why you're doing it thank you for your love for me Lord let me obey you more let me follow you more Lord because I love you because I know how much you love me and are looking out for the best for me thank you oh God we bless you for this Thank you for what you're doing here in this congregation. We ask these things, B'Shem Yeshua. In the name of our Messiah, Yeshua, we pray. Amen and Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Beth El family, please visit our website at www.bethhallel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770 641 3000. If you are in the Metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service Friday nights at 8 o'clock or Shabbat services Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom.